Hi, welcome back to Books and Broomsticks. I'm Chaotic Witchant. And I'm Matt Hatter Plays, and today we are discussing spirituality and mental health. Uh, specifically, the importance of mental health, the importance of understanding it, and also in which ways spirituality has failed mental health and how psychology has failed spirituality. Yay! <laughs> kind of a heavy topic for our third episode, but... Um, I feel like it's important to talk about, set a nice little precedent for us on this podcast, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the major things about it is that there is such a weird break between the two when at one point spirituality and mental health were one and the same thing. Like that was where you sought therapy and also... It's where you did the sciences to discover more about the brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely, I think as the Western world has kind of moved into more of a, I'll quote kind of some, oh my God, I forget her name. Oh shit. Oh. Oh. Uh, there is an author who did a, paper on decolonizing spirituality and she talked about how the western world kind of values science masculine way of thinking and whiteness over um indigenous experiences and spirituality and women of color um and if i can remember the name by the end of this podcast i will write it put it somewhere that sounds perfect <laughs> but i was just sitting there and i'm like oh no i forgot her name That's she's true. a really she wrote uh never mind i'm not even gonna try because i'm just okay. i'm but um i think we don't we don't learn about spirituality and religion in schools past the dominant religions so when we see something that is less accepted by the mainstream, whether that be indigenous spirituality um, or a religion that maybe isn't talked about or is misunderstood by the media, let's say like paganism, usually not really great in media representation, people kind of jump on the, oh, you must be mentally ill, which I think it's interesting how we got there. Um, historically speaking and culturally how we've hit this point where if someone is having a spiritual experience people write it off as hallucinations or psychosis um and the other harmful thing i've noticed is that a lot of spiritual creators a lot of not necessarily creators on tiktok but a lot of spiritual people tend to not look to mental health as a possibility for why things are happening before writing it off as a spiritual experience. Yeah, and absolutely. And that causes, you know, situations in which psychosis is encouraged or undiagnosed. Someone may be suffering from auditory hallucinations or schizophrenia and someone spiritual says, no, you're talking to angels. And then it just gets written off at that. Uh, religious psychosis is a really real thing that mm -hmm. occurs. And, um, the spiritual community tends to push away that explanation in the same way that psychology pushed away the explanation for spiritual people being able to have experiences that are not psychosis. Yeah, I see um, that you're really passionate about the subject, which is fantastic. Uh, but I think one of the major breakoff points in general is that Westerners are very clinical. 
that's yeah. that's kind of been the whole situation um is that no matter how you're dissecting the situation it's an incredibly clinical way of looking at it it is either one or the other and people Can't have lost both. both yeah i mean and i think well i know that there are people who have uh, schizophrenia or psychosis who also are spiritual and mm-hmm. have spiritual experiences. Um, I've talked with a few of them. They're really great. Uh, I love them. And they even say, you know, I have both of them and I can feel the difference, you know, like one of uh, psychosis is very specific for me. It makes me feel afraid or, um, it, it makes me uneasy or uncomfortable. Whereas my spiritual experiences don't feel that way. It's definitely something that intersects, I think, a lot more than the spiritual community and the mental health or psychology community is more willing to, you know, let on. Right. I think a part of it is I can see uh, because a lot of mental health and a lot of the mental health sciences were under such scrutiny for such a long time that what they were practicing wasn't science. So I could assume and understand that they would try to get as far away from spirituality as they possibly can. But I think that it ends up becoming to the detriment of uh, theism. We even see it as far as, uh, I think it's, I think his name is Manslino or whatever. I can't Mm -hmm. remember his name off the top of my head, but he was this giant academic uh, person who studied both spirituality, religion, and science. But the more he talked about the spirit, the spirituality and the magic and all of that, he called it primitive and savage because he wanted to keep it separate from the academic. Yeah. And those terminologies are often to the detriment of people of color. Oh, yeah, um, it's absolutely his yeah. whole of his studies. He never brought up white people magic. Of course he didn't. Because, again, he wanted to keep the studies of science as far away from, uh, you know, white people's fragile uh, mindset at that time. So everything spirituality Mm -hmm. was savage and it came from BIPOC people. Yep. Which obviously isn't correct. We also see like a rise of anti-theism, or at least I've seen a rise of anti-theism, which is just religion is bad. No religion is good. And what I've noticed is usually anti-theists are coming to the argument with an idea of religion as the dominant religions and why they are bad. Religions that are in a powerful position in our society, especially our Western society. Um, I've never actually seen a someone who can argue against a religion like Hinduism, Buddhism, paganism, or indigenous spirituality, indigenous spirituality, or like voodoo. Like I've never seen that occur. So I'm sorry. Uh, are we? We should just be honest about it. You're just talking about the anti-theists who are just against Christianity. Well, I, what I'm saying is that I've seen a lot of anti-theists who say they are f- against all religions, mm-hmm. but they're really only against Christianity. There you go. Because when yeah. you say the dominant religion, the dominant religion in Asia is Buddhism. Yeah, no, not. <laughs> well, that's the part of it is because they argue against Christianity and they're like, I hate religion. And I'm like, okay, can you argue against Buddhism? And they say, what? I'm like, 
what is your what is your problem with Buddhism? They're like, I don't have a problem with Buddhism. Or like, I just think everyone who's religious is mentally ill and it's a disease. I've heard that terminology so much. Right. And um, that comes from a lot of trauma, I, I believe, um, most of the time. There are some people who have never had a moment of peace when it comes to the Christian paleo. Mm-hmm. And I think that that causes a lot of theistic hatred, but they don't realize that it's, they don't actually hate uh, religion. They hate uh, Christianity and not even Christianity, extreme Christianity at that Are point. the religious- um, Zealots. The, yeah, the religious zealots, but also the church. Mm-hmm. is what I'm what I realized kind of as I was like you know what I hate Christianity I hate Christianity but I don't hate Christianity I hate the church I hate the church's doctrines and the way it imposes certain beliefs on certain people I hate the way the church operates I don't usually hate Christians I've met a lot of Christians who I'm like yeah you're chill we get along um I hate the church I hate the Christian church or the Catholic church um because it is harmful in the way it moves towards things yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally understand that as well. And so when it comes to atheists, I have ended up having a lot of resentful feelings against atheism as well uh, mm-hmm. in the same vein, because they have gotten to such extremes where they're like, there is no, uh, you're just mentally unstable. All of this is just bullshit you can't prove anything about your religion and it's like okay i understand where you're coming from but you are now doing more damage than you are actually like trying to learn trying to continue any kind of good discussion you are now just hurting people yeah i believe that part of the problem in the way that we kind of got here to those anti-theistic or atheistic takes in those people's opinions is by spiritual and religious people who are extremely spiritual, extremely extremely religious, just writing off science. Um, I mean, I've seen plenty of people on spiritual TikTok being like, vaccines will not allow you to ascend to the 5D. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and so then that video, because it's controversial, because a lot of people have opinions on it, does incredibly well in the algorithm. And people who are you know, more atheistic or anti-theistic see that and that is their, what they see of spirituality and spiritual people. Well, and then I do believe that the opposite can be said as well. Um, I can't remember exactly when this big turnabout started happening, but like Fraser's kind of time period and other time periods like that, we see the exact uh, opposite situation where the more you believe in God, the crazier you are. Um, And yeah, it's just toxic because then Mm -hmm. you also see those types of videos do rather well because again it's a controversial take and anytime you cause controversy uh by the way everybody on the internet (laughs) if you really want to get popular on the internet just have a hot take that's really all you you have to do i've had opinions like my personal opinions and people are like how dare you and i'm like you don't have to agree with me and they're like how dare you and i'm like i don't understand what's going on i'm saying this is (laughs) you don't have to agree with me (laughs) 
It's the internet. You're allowed to leave. <laughs> You're you are allowed to put down the phone. Yeah, my my videos are not the Bible. You do not have to follow my opinions or personal preferences. Um, just putting that out there. I'm not but, the Pope, and I don't want to be. <laughs> I'm not the Pope. I don't want to be. Please don't take everything I say as like absolute truth. You have to follow it. That's horrifying. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, I think. I've seen a lot of people too who are in um, the community of psychology or within, you know, mental health community um, and see, you know, even my videos personally and say, you know, this is really harmful. And when I ask them to explain why, they're like, well, someone could be experiencing this as a part of mental health or something else. And you're saying it's spiritual. And I'm like, well, I did put a disclaimer that this is my experience and I've been doing this for a long time, but I understand your point. And a lot of times uh, when I have discussions with these individuals who find my videos to be harmful, we reach a conclusion of like, we had a discussion that I explain my side, they explain their side and we meet in the middle. Or sometimes I just take the video down because I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tread into areas where someone could mistake their experience with mental health as a spiritual experience. What? You've learned and grown? Huh? On the internet? No, that's not allowed. Excuse me. Sorry, let me rescind back to my 2020 February self. Yes, I'm sorry. You have to leap back to being a (laughs) 12-year-old. Somebody is wanting to borrow some crayons. Yeah. Um, Immediately throw a tantrum, please. (laughs) The other thing that I think I had um, seen is that a lot of times on the internet, people aren't willing to have those discussions with people who find videos problematic. I totally agree with you. And I think another part that I've seen that has, again, caused this giant split with the original topic, (laughs) people use old 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 study (laughs) people use yeah like if i hear one more person say shadow work i might explode i'm I'm, i might implode before i explode i ended up very possible veering away even though shadow because i uh i wrote a book spells for change you can buy it anyways um i wrote about shadow work in my book Um, But when I wrote about shadow work, I also explained how it was a psychological concept and you don't have to actually do specifically shadow work. You can also do self-improvement, go to therapy. Like- It's also Jungian. It's yeah, Jung has- It's old. (laughs) We can't, we're gonna have to do an episode on Jung because I did a lot of research onto Jung while I was writing my book. And he's something. So I was kind of, interested and young is the biden of goddamn psychology please we only love him because <laughs> yes. he's not freud <laughs> i can't you're right you're right and i should say that but i was very surprised on how everyone on the internet was hopping on shadow work as a very specific term when young was like racist he was notoriously racist, like every other white psychologist of his time. He was racist. And I'm like, I do find it interesting that this is the terminology that we have really taken a hold of. Well, and I feel like that loops into the 
he was attempting to be clinical about it. He was mm-hmm. attempting to study the brain instead of it just being this magical, strange place. Um, he was trying to be very scientific about his method. I will actually say that loosely um, because it's way back in the day. He imprinted a lot of his ideology into his work as every psychologist of his time had done. Um, And that caused a lot of problems, but people jumped on it because that was one of the first phrases that sounded mystical. (laughs) And then on top of that, had some sort of purpose that met with what they wanted. Uh, I would love to challenge the internet to use shadow work within its context as a very specific psychological framework to approach things with. Oh, I would love for people to just actually give me an entire history of the shadow self (laughs) or even a 101 of the shadow self. Anybody who can do that to me or anybody who can actually give me a basics on 101, you may use the term shadow work. I can give you, I can probably give you a basics, but you already know that. You already know that I've done my research. Yes. Well, and that's the whole thing. It's like, I don't care. If you want to use the term, great. But if you cannot tell me even the basics of Jungian's shadow self and all of the different aspects of Mm -hmm. how we dream, then I don't want to hear it. Don't do it. (laughs) Leave me alone. He was someone who also explored spirituality and religion alongside psychology, which is probably why people are like young young well yeah again he was he was not freud and everyone was happy about it yeah i mean freud we can hmm. we don't ever need to bring we don't don't need to talk about freud on this podcast ever need to have freud ever i just don't think it's necessary to ever mention or dedicate an episode to freud Uh, i think we should Yeah, no, I don't think if we're, I don't think we should have an opinion if we're not willing to be uncomfortable. All right, fine. We'll have an opinion on Freud. So I read The Road to Dallas or Dallas. I think that's how you say it. Dallas. 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 D-A-U-L-I-S. Dallas. It's yeah, probably Dallas. Probably. It's Greek. Anyway, ah. I read it and I would suggest anybody else who wants to at least read it. Mm -hmm. Um, It talks about psychoanalysis, psychology, and it's the classics of mythology. So it basically talks about all of the classic myths and things that influenced our psychoanalysts and our psychologists um, of way back in the day towards Mm -hmm. semi-modernity. It's a really good read. You know, while go go pick that book up while you're also picking up spells for change. I haven't read it, so I will order it at some point when I I'll probably just yeet it at you. Yeah, I mean you can just pass it to me and I'll be I'll like, just, nice. Just give it back. I, <laughs> get, get, I will give, give it, it back, back, thanks. I will give it back. <laughs> um but yeah, I do think that a lot of times, at least on the, and I guess my forte is I'm on the internet. Like that's, that's where I come in. I have a lot of experiences that are spiritual and mental health, but also I am very big on the internet. Um, and on the internet, I just see both sides of the spirituality argument and the mental health argument. And I'm like, oh boy, 
This is a mess. Well, we have an amazing friend, uh, or I have an amazing mutual. I think you're mutuals with them. Rosie? Yeah. Yeah. And that's on. her, that's her entire content is the, is the middle ground. I mean, yep. that and a, a little bit of a schmexy time work. Yeah, which I mean, is I, I, she posted a wonderful like compression shibari technique that I want to try out where you do the ropes a certain way so it compresses your body. I would love that. Amazing. I'm so invested in that. So yes, uh, we should at some point have her on here. And then on top of that, um, she also is where we finally get to see a good middle ground. Yeah. Because it's possible. And I think that that's one of the major things is it doesn't have to be failed. Like this is the part that always drives me nuts is watching people think that it has to be one or the other you have to be a scientist or you have to be uh somebody who is spiritual and i'm like it's the occult sciences y'all we're supposed to look at uh magic through the lens of science we're supposed to look at science and things that cannot be explained we look to people who have explained it with magic Like we're supposed to do both. The other interesting thing is, well, I wanted to ask you, do you feel like that dichotomy is Western in nature and thought? Absolutely. Okay. I think that, 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 that very clinical viewpoint, the very one or the other is incredibly, uh, quote unquote, new world bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because you see plenty of tribes who have a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. Every sickness has a lesson. Every uh, religious aspect has a secondary side. Secondary Mm -hmm. side. Sorry, I get excited when I am passionate about something. No, me too. It's okay. Um, For instance, you can even look at some of the... uh, Kachinas um, from the Hopi people, the sacred spirits. They're fertility spirits, but they're also leaders of bot flies. There's yeah. also fertility and withering. There's mm-hmm. all of these different uh, doing, do, dueling things that come together because mm-hmm. of the religion. And also it helps describe the sciences that we find out about later. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to add is what I've been studying and thinking about is um, within folk magic, you know, specifically Italian folk magic. Excuse me, I have to cough one second. (coughs) Anyways, um, within Italian folk magic, when someone got sick, when um, someone had bronchitis or had like weird paralysis, loss of breast milk, the thing that was blamed was oftentimes the evil eye. Mm-hmm. That's partially because, you know, though the doctors, what? No. But also because that's their the way they explained it. And those cures worked a lot of the time. Um, the medicinal properties of herbs that were used um, met in the middle with magic. And part of my, you know, reclaiming my heritage and working on studying this is to understand that while, yes, if I have, you know, a health issue, I can go to the doctor, I should also check off my magical boxes. I should also look at the properties of, you know, 
herbs and the way that it can help me because they can help they have helped and while it's not you shouldn't do fully herbalism or fully silence it's that middle ground that people miss a lot of the times yeah it's it's kind of crazy just how uh useful western ideology in my opinion is magic is useful until it's not and Mm -hmm. then it's nothing and it's to be thrown to the wayside um i think as a folklorist i can't do that i think as a folklorist and as an indigenous person our stories are everything it was the Mm -hmm. whole it's where we started from our baseline Mm -hmm. so i think the main question that i don't have an answer to you know is how do we how do we meet in the middle how do we get to meet in the middle especially with spirituality and mental health Hmm. um do we because the way that i've you know gotten to the point of meeting in the middle is okay check off the mental health boxes first and then move into the spiritual and if it is the mental health if you are having auditory hallucinations because of mental health that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be spiritual or your spiritual experiences are all for naught it just means that there's an extra layer of you understanding your existence and your spirituality that you need to take care of and be aware of yeah um i think a lot of the meeting in the middle especially for the highly clinical is to supplement and uh, add the -hmm. spirituality um almost as like somebody putting herbalism in their diet right or putting Mm -hmm. herbalism in their life it is not something that you have to forsake your systems you do not have to forsake science i would never suggest anybody not go to a therapist what i what i would say though is there's no reason not to you know pray in times of hardship there's no reason not to ask your gods if you believe in a god or gods or whatever you want to believe in <laughs> um there's no reason not to ask for that little bit of help in the, that interview there's no reason not to put the bay leaf in your shoe yeah. you know uh i think that if people can supplement in some of the spirituality with the sciences which is what i had to do for a long time mm-hmm you suddenly start getting a better relationship with both. Yeah. And I think that that's another aspect of it that's just kind of missed is I think people are so jaded these days. People are so hurt um, by whatever, you know, the whole world is fucking mess, so I get it. (laughs) But when you're so hurt, you end up taking it out on things that you don't understand. Yeah. And I feel like that goes for both ends of uh, this conversation. The highly spiritual need to supplement a little more science in their lives. And the highly scientific need to supplement a little more spirituality just because why not? Yeah. Even if it's, even if it ends up being BS, who did it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who hurt that? Who moment. is it? Yeah. Yeah. If there really agree. ends up not being a single god in the sky, what did, what did it matter? If Sky Daddy doesn't exist. If Sky Dad doesn't exist, then you left your you, you let words into the air. Yeah. It didn't hurt anybody. 
And if you are correct, although this is also a fallacy, that's also part of the problem. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, since it's literally not hurting anybody, I don't feel like it's that bad. Yeah. There's no reason not to. There's no reason uh, to do so. So honestly, just let people have things and, you know, try it out. See if you like it. Yeah. Do you have any, any, I feel like those were our final thoughts. Nice conclusion. Cup of tea stirred clockwise gives stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. Correct. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Tea. Tea Tea magic. Um, (laughs) I think that's all we have for today. Um, this has been Books and Broomsticks. I'm Chaotic Witchot. And I'm Matt Hatter Plays. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week.